Hello and welcome to the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, Evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle of King, North Carolina. And I'm happy to have you with me on the show today. Um, please do reach out to us, contact us at redeemingthelost at iCloud.com. Uh, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Uh, title of today's program um, is going to be It's Personal. And uh, this is going to look at salvation. Um, we're going to be in the um, book of Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, let's go over to Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 8. And uh, let's read one sentence from the Word of God today. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Um, very short sentence, very brief sentence, very straightforward sentence, and yet a very, very, very personal and meaningful and profound sentence uh, for anyone who is um, who is lost and dying and hellbound and yet in your sins. Um, you know, what is this talking about? This is talking about the grace of God, and this is talking about something being saved, and this is talking about faith, and this is talking about something that doesn't come from yourself, um, but something that's the gift of God um, by grace. Um, so God is looking um, at you today, if you're lost and if you're hellbound and if you're sin, if you're outside of God, um, if you're rejecting God, um, if you've never been born again, if you've never been washed by the precious blood of Jesus, God is looking at you uh, through the eyes of his mercy. Uh, God is showing you mercy. Uh, mercy is bestowed upon you. Um, mercy is bestowed upon you because um, uh, you are in your sin. Uh, you are, um, you know, just, you know, sin just sort of comes out of us. And, and this is the way we're, we're born, um, all the way going back to Adam uh, when Adam fell. And then uh, when Adam and Eve started having children, they were born in sin. Um, they were born with this nature. They were born, and sin just sort of naturally comes out. Um, one day you tell your first lie. One day you steal something. Uh, one day you throw a temper tantrum against mom and dad. Um, and it just sort of grows as we grow, as we get bigger, we kind of become more refined sinners. We kind of become more refined and we kind of become more able at expressing um, uh, the lust of the fresh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Um, we become more refined at lying. We become more refined with our anger. We become more refined with our fornication and with our adultery, with our drunkenness. Um, we sort of grow older and we become more refined. And all of that, my friend, I got to tell you, all of that is against God first um, before it's, it harms you. Uh, before it harms anybody else, uh, that sin is against God first. And so that's why I tell you today, and the Word of God backs all that up. Um, I don't get that from me. I get that from the Word of God, that God is looking at you through mercy. And His mercy is wanting to bring you into this grace. Um, it's it's by grace. It's by um, the benevolence of God. It's by the free gift of God. Um, and, and it's something that God gives us. And it's by grace are you saved, uh, saved through what? Saved from what? Uh, saved from the wrath of God. Uh, saved from the wrath of God uh, being poured out upon sin and sinner alike. Um, saved from that wrath on God in 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 a very real sense. God saves you from His own wrath. 
He saves you from the wrath to come upon murderers. He saves you from the wrath to come upon blasphemers. He saves you from the wrath to come upon the prideful and the arrogant. Um, he saves you from the wrath to come um, upon the fornicator, upon the adulterer, upon, um, you know, a, a, you know, upon everybody who enables that kind of thing. He saves you from that wrath to come um, upon liars and thieves and um, people who use his name like a curse word, people who drag his name through the mud um, from, you know, the angry people, you know, from, um, you know, people who shed blood, people who are violent, people who, um, you, you know, have that, that bloodlust inside. Um, God has a wrath upon these things. Um, he has a very, very real wrath upon these things. And uh, that's the grace of God, folks, that God himself made a way for us to be saved from the wrath of God. Um, and, and it is this salvation that comes by grace and through faith. And uh, this is not a thing that we earn. This is not a thing that we buy. This is not a thing uh, that uh, we, you know, um, we, we make a commitment and we work really hard to keep that commitment. That's not it. Um, this is something that is a free gift of God. Book of Romans talks about a free justification. Uh, this is a free gift. This is a free justification. It's wide-ranging. Um, it's to anybody and everybody who will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, no matter what you have done, no matter what you haven't done, no matter how much you hurt yourself, uh, no matter how much you might have hurt other people, uh, this is the free gift of God uh, to anybody and everybody um, who will have faith. Uh, we are saved through our faith. Um, God speaks and you believe what he says. God speaks and you believe who he is. Um, it's a personal belief. It's a personal faith. Um, it's a personal conviction that God exists. It's a, you know, by conviction, that means that, that you are believing him, uh, that you have faith, uh, you are convinced, you are positive, and you are sure, and you are having faith. It's more than just an intellectual type of a thing. Um, it's more than just a logical argument. Um, it's more than, you know, um, you know, just sort of being logically beaten into submission. Uh, that's not saving faith, folks. That's all intellectual. Um, but this is a personal faith. This is a personal belief. This is a personal trust uh, that God uh, not only exists, um, he's alive. He's speaking to you. He is true. His word is true. Uh, God's word concerning sin and sinner and wrath and hell is true. Uh, God's word concerning Jesus Christ is absolutely true. God's word concerning the fact that he went to a cross, the fact that he shed his precious blood, the fact that he became your sin on that cross, uh, the fact that he became all of your lying, all of your hatred, all of your drunkenness, all of your drugs, um, all of your murder, um, all of your rape, all of your hatred and scorn and ridicule and mockery. Um, he became all of that. He became all of your lust, your adultery, your fornication, everything sinful, everything wicked, everything that comes out of you. He actually became that. He took it on himself. He became it. And he died a death, and he took the wrath of God in your place. He didn't have any sin of his own. Jesus did not have any sin of his own. Um, but Jesus took your sin. Uh, Jesus took my sin. Jesus took the, uh, the person right next to you, their sin. Jesus took the sin of this whole world, and he took it upon himself. 
And he did this willingly, and he did this because he wanted to, and he did this because this is the Father's will. He did this because the Father loves this world. He did this because he loves this world. He did this because he looks at people through the eyes of mercy, uh, because he loves to reconcile. He loves to redeem. He loves to forgive. He loves to justify. He he loves uh, when people are born again. He loves to save people from hell itself. Uh, This is something that God loves. This is something that God desires. This is something that God wants. And this is something that God wants for you, even though you might hate him today. Even though this message might be stopping you in your tracks, and hallelujah and glory to God if it is, um, you you need to listen to God because he became your sin. Um, He became everything wicked that comes out of you. And he became the sum total of everything that comes out of you because the where God says, book of Romans and the book of Psalms, it says that there is none good. Uh, humanly, we are utterly incapable of doing anything that is truly good in the eyes of God. And that's the mercy of God and the love of God and the grace of God that he sees this and he understands this. And his response is, okay, I want to redeem them. Okay, I want to save them. Okay, I want to heal them. Okay, I want to make them whole. And okay, I'm, I'm going to make a way for that to be possible. They can't do a, si- a single thing about their sin. No man, woman, or child alive, no one who has lived, no one who ever will live. Um, you cannot do a thing about your sin. Not, uh, not personally. You can't turn to a human priest. You can't turn, um, you know, even to a human pastor. You can't turn to, a hum- to another human being. Um, another human being can't do anything about your sin. The only one who can do a thing about your sin is the Lord Jesus Christ. The only one who can do a thing. Um, God looks at this world and he says, they can't do anything, so I'm going to do everything. The world can't do anything about sin, even if it wanted to. Even if you wanted to. You can't do a thing about your sin. And so God did everything about your sin. Everything. Jesus was on that cross and he called out, it is finished. The will of God is finished. Uh, The work of redemption, hallelujah, the atoning death is finished. And he was on his way to rise again on that third day. He's alive today. He's never going to be crucified again. He's never going to die again. He's never going to do that ever again. He did it once. He shed his blood once. He laid down his life once. Um, He said it is finished once. He rose again from the dead once. He ascended once. He offered the blood before the Father once. He did that once. That blood was accepted once. He sat down on the right hand of his Father. That's where Jesus Christ is today. He did that once. When he returns, hallelujah and amen, uh, he is coming again. He's coming again from the church for the church. Um, after that, he's coming again, and he is going to judge the world in righteousness. That is go- there, there, he's going to do these things once. And they're not going to be repeated. The cross is not going to be repeated. The death is not repeated. The resurrection is not repeated. He did it one time for every man, woman, and child alive so that you can believe, so that you can hear the good news that Jesus Christ is Savior, Jesus Christ is Lord, Jesus Christ is King, that his blood avails for you, that he's out to forgive you, he's out to cover your sin, he's out to save you for the wrath of God, 
He's out to give you every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He is out to reconcile you to himself, and he is out to heal you. Uh, so you can hear this good news, the fact that he's alive today, and that you can have eternal life through him. And it comes by grace, and it comes through faith. By grace, you are saved through faith and not of yourself. You can't earn it. You can't maintain it. You can't do it. Um, it is the gift of God that he gives you. Not of your works, lest any man should boast. What I'm talking about today is a direct and personal interaction with the living God. He comes up to you. You've been listening to this message. He points out every sin that you've ever done. He points out every sin that you've ever thought of doing. He points out the fact that, that, that you are not right before him, that you are in your sin before him. And hallelujah and amen. You believe him there and he doesn't leave you there. He brings you to the Savior, um, the one I've been talking about, the one that the Holy Ghost has been talking to you about, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, you see, God doesn't point out your sin and just sort of laugh at you. God doesn't point out your sin and just sort of mock you and make fun of you. God doesn't um, point out your sin and sort of rub his hands and, you know, be real excited about throwing you in hell. That's not God. He loves you. He loves you. He points out your sin so that he can reconcile you. He points out your sin so that he can wash you in the blood of the lamb and he can be, he can be clear of your sin. Um, your sin can be washed away. Um, man, I'll tell you what, if you're in Jesus Christ and this is where he's, he's calling you, it'd be like your sin never happened. It's like, it's, it's like it never happened. It's covered. God doesn't look at that anymore. Um, no matter how bad you think it is, um, the blood of Jesus is enough for it. Um, personal interaction with God, um, his word, his holiness, his goodness, his justice, his love, your personal sin, your personal transgression, however you personally expressed and however you personally do express that sin nature, however it comes out of you. And it's your faith and it's your salvation. And God gives that salvation to you. So you and God actually interact personally. He speaks and you respond and he speaks and you respond. And so my friend, if you've been listening to this message and um, hallelujah and amen, uh, you've been listening to this message and you know that you need the blood of Jesus Christ. You know that you are a sinner. You know that you are lost. You know that you are hell bound. You know that your sin has been against God. You know that your sin is killing you. You know that your sin is hurting other people and you want forgiveness and you want healing and you want restoration. It starts with God. Before you restore with anybody else, it starts with God. Before you, you, you deal with your addiction, it starts with God. God's going to deal with you first, and then he's going to deal with everybody else. He's going to deal with you first, then he's going to deal with that addiction. He's going to deal with you first, and then he's going to deal with the mental illness. He's going to deal with you first, and then he's going to deal uh, with how you've hurt yourself and how you've hurt other people. A man named Zacchaeus in the New Testament, you know, in the, in the, in the Gospels, um, he's a great example of that. Zacchaeus met Jesus. Zacchaeus had a conversation with Jesus. End of that conversation, you know, um, you know Jesus says, you know, salvation has come to this house. And then Zacchaeus says, okay, everybody I've defrauded, everybody I've stolen from, now I'm going to go and I'm going to make that right. I'm going to give it back to them. I'm going to restore it for, to them fourfold. 
but he dealt with Jesus first. That's what you need to do. You need to deal with Jesus first because you need your sin to be covered. You need your sin to be forgiven. You need to be born again. You need to be saved. You need to come under the grace of God. You need to come under the blood of Jesus Christ. And he's calling you to do that. And if you believe him, my friend, if you believe him and you want him to be your savior, you have only to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have only to pray. You have only to call upon his name. You have only to ask him to save you. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is, in, is Lord and you believe in your heart and believe in your heart, believe in your heart, believe in your will, believe in your desire, believe in your will that God raised him from the dead. Let those words come up out of you and call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do it just like he's standing right in front of you. Do it just like he's sitting right next to you. Amen. And hallelujah and amen. It's been a gospel message today. And um, if you've been saved and, you, and if you've been born again, uh, we want to hear about it. Um, please do get in touch with us. Let us know how we can pray for you. Uh, we'd love to hear about that. We'd love to rejoice with you. Um, uh, GBTministries.com. You can look at that website. We're Ministry of Grace Baptist Tabernacle. Uh, we're in King, North Carolina. GBTministries.com. You can also email us here at the program, Redeeming the Lost at iCloud.com is that address. Um, please do feel free to email us. Um, um, if you're born again, if you're newborn in Christ, if you trusted Christ today, and if he saved you, and if you're born again, and if you're covered in the blood, um, my friend, you need a church. Um, um, you need to, to get with a gospel-preaching, Jesus-loving, spirit-filled church uh, that preaches messages just like this one, uh, that loves the Word of God, that loves Jesus, that loves the Father, loves the Holy Ghost, uh, that, you know, and, and that loves people. Um, you need to be a part of a church. And, uh, you know, and, and we would love to be that church. Um, please do, um, you know, check us out. You'll find service times. You'll find service locations, gbtministries.com. And um, please do feel free and feel welcome to visit us and to meet us in person. And uh, Christians, I pray this has been encouragement to you. Um, you know, I, I've often found you listen to messages um, that are just a straight gospel, and, and it is an encouraging, encouraging thing. Um, um, please do... Um, you know, uh, play this message, um, you know, play it for yourself, play it for your friends, play it for your churches, and um, also um, be active in your own communities, be active in your town, be active in your city, um, be active in your neighborhood, uh, be active in your country um, about getting the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, to people right around you. And I pray it's been a real encouragement to you. I thank all of you for being a part of the program today. And may the Lord continue to richly, richly bless you. Amen. <laughs>